Ooh. I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it. This is the greatest thrill of my life. I'm king of the world. Woohoo! Woohoo! I. Four finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Finger Discount, Australia's favourite Simpsons-based podcast, proudly brought to you by the Simpsons Best Moments Facebook page and nohomers.net. I am Dando. I am Mitch. Hamburgers. Hamburgers. We've just come off some delicious leftover hamburgers, yes. but very, very tasty hamburgers. Well, Mitch, because we just watched Bart the Dead Devil in preparation for this podcast, because that is the episode we are reviewing today. Yes, it is. And Mitch looked very famished. He's sitting there on the couch, on the corner couch here in the four... Is it the Torrent the Studio slash Four Finger Discount Studio? really depends on what we're recording for yes. at any given time. And today, looked- it's the Four Finger Discount Studio. And I offered him a free sausage and a free hamburger and some beer. And some food as well. What? <laughs> <laughs> I am the perfect host. You are. You know what I really like about this, though? And I'm going to shatter the illusion that is Four Finger discount. I, I have a story that I'm going to lead into, and I said to Dando, make sure you mention hamburgers That's at why the start the of the podcast. What I said. <laughs> so, I thought you might have been able to come up with something more seamless than just <laughs> hamburgers. Yeah. You know what you remind me of there is George Costanza just doing uh, doing comedy inside. Ovaltine! Yeah. You ever had the stuff? <laughs> <laughs> so, what's your hamburger story? So, my uh, boss came in to my office very, very excitedly today. He, he ducked out um, for a coffee with his wife. Comes back in with just joy written all over his face. He's like, Mitch, I've entered you in a competition. Ooh, and which competition? I, I'm Well, initially, I'm thinking to myself, well, he knows that I do a bit of this and that I've acted and like maybe there's some sort of talent show or something. Who knows what he's getting at? I'm like, all right, well, you know, what, what is it? He's going, the cafe upstairs... Uh, launch, uh, for anyone that's listening from Geelong, um, do a, I don't remember what the name of the burger is, but it's a 21 patty cheeseburger challenge. Oh, there's plenty of them in Melbourne. 4.2 kilos of meat. And are you going to eat it? Well, it, this is the thing. I, I looked you at barely got the, Okay, for those of you playing at home, right, Mitch eats one hamburger with bread or with a bun, with cheese a bun. bun right? Cheese bun, thank you. He goes for the second hamburger. I said, oh, there's more bread there. I oh, know the bread would be too much. So, <laughs> so you're trying to tell me you can eat 21 <laughs> hamburgers. Well, you can't even eat two with bread. He must have seen that photo that you'd posted of me <laughs> looking through the uh, <laughs> editing the, the podcast. You look like you're 150 kilos. Yeah, but that's <laughs> the thing. Like, I'm about 80 kilos. Like, Are you really? I, you've been 120. <laughs> but I, um, I'm not. I don't eat all that much food. but And I said you that don't. to him, I'm Matt, there's no way I'm going to do that. Professional eating people can't yeah. get through that challenge. And he's just looked and gone, you can train, you can do it. <laughs> and then proceeded to just put food in front of me. He's like, come on, work starts now. What do you, <laughs> like, what do you get if you win? I don't know. Don't I don't think he cares. He just, no, he's going to sponsor me. He's, I think if I wear, as long as I wear work uniform, he's more than happy to see myself be embarrassed on a large scale. You should demand a pay rise if you can successfully oh, eat it. I'm going to demand... Sick leave if I can <laughs> if I can successfully eat it. I remember you made me feel bad because we were making sandwiches one day back mm. in, back in the early days of the podcast, and I made two sandwiches for myself. And you looked at me, you're like, "You can eat two. Like, Fuck you, man. I'm a fucking. I'm a man. That's I'm true. a man. You work in a factory. <laughs> I'm like, I'm allowed to eat two sandwiches. Anyway, thanks for everyone who's liked the Facebook page this week. How crazy is it? There's been so many of them. We'd love to name you all. Uh, individually, do you want to do that? That can be the next podcast. It, it's um, <laughs> it's going to be like that. The following celebrities are gay. Yeah. <laughs> just, we'll do a video of all the names. <laughs> and I was going to say that in the, on the last podcast, we mentioned how we just unlocked seventeen hundred and forty. I'm now currently looking at the page. We're on three thousand one hundred ninety-seven. That's almost double. It, is it double? Not quite. Well, not quite. We're getting there though. I thought you were making a joke. You like making jokes like that? You confuse me. Oh no, no, it no, actually no, is it was, almost that double. Was legitimately, almost <laughs> double. <laughs> yeah. Which is like more than a thousand likes in a week. We actually this week we've had fourteen hundred seventy-four likes apparently. Yeah. Incredible. Madness. People are loving the videos I'm putting up as well, like the best Hank Scorpio moments. And the, Did you like the Troy McClure video Love I made? the Troy McClure video. So good. Every single, hi, I'm Troy McClure, and you might remember me from moment. Also On our Facebook page and also available on the YouTube channel, so make sure you subscribe today if you haven't already. But let's get into our review of Bart the Daredevil. What, what were your first thoughts of this episode before you went back and watched it? Like, what do you remember this episode? I remember it as being a very oh. exciting... I mean, look, it's one of the most famous episodes from early days. Maybe not from start to finish, but particularly Homer jumping the Springfield Gorge. Like, that's one of those things that stands out. There's the small thing of Lance Murdoch breaking his thumb when he tries to give a thumbs up <laughs> that had always stuck with me as well for a really long time. Uh, I was really excited to get back into this one and sit down and watch it again. It's It was definitely one of my favourites from my childhood. You know, I wasn't so much. I think okay. it's because the clip of the gorge jump 
It's being overused so much. I'm just, I thought, it's like a song you hear so many times on the radio, you're sick of hearing it. Yeah. It'd be your favorite song one week, and the next week you're sick of hearing it. The thing is, if it's just that clip, that makes sense. But for me, watching the episode, it's keep your song analogy going on. It's like if you've listened to that single a million times, and then you listen to it as part of an album or in a live concert, and it fits again. And yep. then you kind of rediscover it as if it's, you know, as if you are watching it. As as part of the greater whole, and then I looked I looked up the Google the, the the Google the Google. So I went to Google and I typed Bart the Daredevil in preparation, and the first picture that came up, the one of the first ones was of Truckosaurus, and I was like, wait a minute, yeah, this is the Truckosaurus. You forget episode. about Truckosaurus. I completely forgot that he was in this episode, and I was like, I love this episode. I love Truckosaurus. Well, they, they really crunch through a lot of gears to kind of get to where they do at the end point. That it starts with them watching the wrestling, wrestling and then there's it's a very Truck- manly episode, isn't it? It's a bloke episode. Apart from the recital, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like it's it's Truckosaurus and then... Wrestling. Sorry, wrestling into Truckosaurus, into recital, into actually seeing Truckosaurus. Getting eaten by Truckosaurus. Into Bart taking on a career as a stuntman. Like there's a lot kind of goes through and, you know, cause and effect type thing in this episode to be able to get through to the end. We were watching it and we got towards the end. You brought up the point that it's such good storytelling. I yeah. Wes Archer is the director, I think, of this episode. Like, he just tells a really good story. Good story structures. That's what I think you said. Yeah, it was. Like, it really has forward momentum the whole way through the episode. There's nothing that lags. Everything everything directly relates to the scene following it. Do you know this is apparently um, Matt Groening's favourite episode? According to an I, interview from 2000. Yeah, I did catch that. So, hopefully Matt hasn't changed his mind since he gave that interview because we're calling it years ago. this is his favourite <laughs> favorite episode of all time. Okay, so the original air date was December 6th, 1990. The chalkboard gag was, I will not drive the principal's car. Now, this is a more classic, just kid being naughty chalkboard yeah. gag. It's not a tongue-in-cheek joke. It's just, he won't drive the principal's car because he probably shouldn't do that when you're a kid. And the couch Or gag- when you're an adult, for that matter. <laughs> Don't <laughs> drive other people's cars without permission. Just in general, guys. If you're the principal, you can drive the principal's car. Yeah. Uh, and the couch gag was Homer tips the couch due to being too fat. Don't drive the superintendent's car, though. Oh, you can drive. Just don't steal the Honda symbol. Don't steal the H. <laughs> That's how they know it's a Honda. <laughs> <laughs> so it starts off, as we said, with the kids watching the wrestling. And it's got the Mad Russian. I like the joke here. They said he used to be called the um. Oh, he used to be called the Mad Russian, but now he's called the Friendly Russian. That's sort of like a tongue-in-cheek that even in 1990, things had to be made politically correct. That's true. And it's a very... It, it's such a believable wrestling name from the early 90s as well, though. And, I mean, you can talk more about this the than Mad I The Mad Russian. They're all, they're all cartoon characters back then. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what else did you have? Like, uh, well, Andre the Giant, obviously. Oh, in being the real wrestling, the real life. Yeah. Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah. Like, you can't differentiate <laughs> between real-life wrestling names and fake cartoon funny wrestling names. Yeah. They're all exactly the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I didn't like here is... Now, Lisa, when she turns her nose up at it... Oh, Bart, I hope you're not taking this seriously. Even a five-year-old knows that this is as choreographed as any ballet. I hate when people say that. I'm a wrestling fan. I'm not so much anymore, but back when I used to be right into wrestling, it would really piss me off when people would say, you know it's fake, right? Everything on TV's fake. Do you watch movies? Yes. Do you get invested in it? Yes. Then what is the difference? Yeah, that's a fair point, but I think there were there were an element of people... Look, when I was younger, when I was really, really young, I didn't know wrestling was fake. I Neither. thought it was real. So, yeah. some people can make that connection. You kind of watch wrestling. It's almost like a soap opera with fights. Like, it, it, it does have that really great big storylines, and you can get involved, even though it's fake. But, you know, I'm sure that there are also people that that get a little bit too into it. And, and I mean, Homer is one of those people. Like, it was so funny in this Have episode. Have you ever cried at a movie? Well, yeah, of course. But that's because it emotionally kind of gets to me. And what's the difference between wrestling? You get involved in it. And people always say to me... It's respons- about whether or not you get involved for the right reasons, is what I'm getting at. Like, if you know it's fake and you can still enjoy it and get into it, good on you. That's good. That's exactly what it's trying to do. But you've got to suspend your disbelief. The naysayers, they would say, yeah, but they try and pretend that it's real. Do actors in movies come out and say, by the way, guys, this isn't real what's happening now, but just get invested anyway? No, they pretend it's real. That'd that's be why so good you... if they did. I uh, know. Oh, <laughs> that's why you get invested. Just every screening of every movie had all of the cast very seriously looking down the barrel. <laughs> going, the following presentation of Silence of the Lambs is fictitious. Anthony Hopkins is a very, very sweet, gentle man. He would never eat somebody's nose. <laughs> anyway. Um but yeah. anyway, I thought Lisa was pompous in this scene. Just, it, it, yeah, I know. It but reminded me of being a kid, because when we were kids, like Bart's age, wrestling was hot. That's true. My my parents were Lisa when I was a kid. Yeah, like, and they, they, would, they would try to shoot me down for that's it. A they let me enjoy it, but they would also try to be like, that's not real. Yeah, but I like that in here, they have the kids or the boys watching it, and Lisa turning her nose up at it, and then 
uh, Homer and the Barflies watching it at Moe's as well. Yeah, exactly. It's just like the cutaway And gag. Homer not realising that it's choreographed and fake. <laughs> like, weighing them up. It's like, oh, he's got the reach on him. Do you think they're trying to betray that Homer doesn't know that it's fake? Or I do you think so. he's just getting emotionally invested, as you would, because you're uh, Well, friend. I guess it could have gone either way, but I, I prefer to think that Homer genuinely doesn't know. Yeah. What it also does is it sets up that you know straight away it's going to be a Bart and Homer episode. Yeah, definitely. Because they've got... Um, it's not only them both watching the wrestling, Bart steals Milhouse's chair... Uh, Homer steals Barney's chair, just stuff like that. But how good is the commercial for Trachosaurus? Oh, it's so good. You know what it reminded <laughs> me of, by the way? And people, anyone around Geelong and probably Melbourne will be aware of this. There's um a place called Avalon Speedway. The raceway, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Avalon Raceway, sorry. Where they would have like sprint cars and stock cars and that sort of thing going around. And they have these these brilliant radio commercials that is almost exactly like that. It's like, tonight at Avalon Raceway, <laughs> be there. <Yeah. laughs> and it was exactly the same as that, like, Truckosaurus. One night only. Plus the amazing. The astounding. The unbelievable. Truckosaurus. 20 tons and four stories of car crunching, fire breathing, prehistoric insanity. One thing I noticed in the commercial, I thought it was funny how you know, had the motorbikes doing the dunk in the basketball Yeah, rooms. yeah. The third one we, missed. Yeah, it bounced off the rim. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of, uh, it is, was an odd little touch that they put that in there. Uh, the other thing I like about that as well is that like in 1991? 1990, December 6th, yep, yeah. That's like probably a funny joke. I'm like, oh yeah, that's so silly that people will be doing that. Whereas today, uh, they probably do. Yeah. I'm sure the Krusty Demons have dunked a bark. Uh, my my next neighbor does it every morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get probably just about my favorite moment in the whole episode just about is when... Bart and Homer, without saying anything, as soon as they see it, everything else in life ceases to exist. <laughs> they have one mission, and it's to go watch Truckosaurus together. Truckosaurus! It was one of the first really nice visual flourishes throughout this episode that, as you said, Wes Archer directs the hell out of this episode. Really, yeah. really cool moments like that. Um, I was looking Bart at the front door, looking for Homer, wait, yeah. <laughs> waiting for him to come, like, knowing the way that Homer's their eyes coming. meet and they're looking in perfect parallel yeah. um, in sync with each other. Yeah, so cool. The other thing that this does is, it's fairly obvious that I'm saying this, but they're really showing the parallel between Bart and Homer and that absolutely leaving you in no doubt that they have a connection and that Bart is yeah. probably growing, going to grow up and become Homer. Like, yep. there's, there's no two ways about it that they are very, very, very much on the same wavelength. Yep. Now, we cut to the family at the dinner table and Lisa once again has to spoil the party because she's got her first solo at the recital. <sighs> always just oh, the always about of Lisa. attention. Jesus, and, and even pipe the- down, saxophone. I'll be playing my first solo. If you miss it on Saturday, I'd advise you to start looking for a child therapist on Sunday. Mm. It's like, Lisa, come on. You're, uh, you're eight years old. It's not going to be good. Like, I know that she's <laughs> made out to be... It's as one night only. I know she's made out, made out to be a really good saxophonist. But have you ever gone and watched an eight-year-old play music? <sighs> They're not great. <laughs> and, <laughs> I'm sorry, eight-year-olds. I'm sure you're very good for your age, but as an adult, there's better shit that I can do with my time. You all deserve a coach's award and that's it. Yeah, they, they ought to be alcohol at those events. You give them the cake, at least you tried. Yeah. <laughs> now, Marge explains that they can go to both because the recital starts at five, so uh, Homer's very excited about that. Now, at the recital... Compromise. Yes, compromising. Skinner isn't quite Skinner yet, is he? No, he's still not 100%. He has that little joke about mispronouncing the composer's name, but doesn't, you know, like, it's not fully sold as as the Skinner that we know yet. Even the voice isn't quite there yet. Part of that is also that he hasn't really had much in the way of dialogue. Yeah, Probably true. since Bart the Genius. Like, he's pretty well been resigned to just a couple sentences here and there per episode. So, so I'm sure Harry hasn't really got the time to sink his teeth into who that character is yet. It's just something that he's doing, but not something he'd be fully invested in yet. Well, he's got the episode coming up, Principal Charming. I think that's in season two. So yeah. That, that was the first Skinner episode. So, hopefully, that gave him a bit of a incentive yeah, to want to improve the character. Yeah, and just enough time to really look at a script and go, all right, well, who is this guy? Yeah. yeah. How good is it? Well, the whole time, Homer's trying to rush them. He just wants yeah. to get out of there. Is there anything worse than when you've got an appointment... <sighs> Or something that you really want to get to and you're just waiting on something else to finish. Well, tra- traffic seems like it takes forever, doesn't it? Yeah. When, you, when you're trying to get somewhere quickly. Yeah. Red lights, ta- you hit every red light. The people in front of you mi- Take don't off too see slow. when it's green. <laughs> it's, yeah, you it's, change three lanes, end up further behind in the car that was in front of you originally. Yeah. <laughs> it did lead to your favourite visual joke of the entire thing as they're panning <laughs> across the crowd, everyone applauding. And Homer no, everyone, just happy, point- everyone happy. Everyone happy, sorry. Yeah. And Homer just pointing at his watch. <laughs> It's so good. And it's, it's the look on his face like, come on, we yeah. have to go yeah. somewhere. <laughs> but I like when Flanders is crying. My son. My son. Come on, Flanders. He's not that bad. 
So then, obviously, they finish. Homer grabs Lisa off stage straight away. They race towards the... Um, <laughs> I love that he grabs her and takes her away. And, and then, then brings her back, still holding her for a second bow, and then <laughs> takes her away again. Now, you liked this next scene where they're driving down the street. Yeah. Right. Um, so, Homer absolutely flying through the street, but bumping to himself along with the... Yeah. And Lisa has that little moment of, I got to him. I reached him. Yeah, that's right. I reached him. Yeah, that was such a cool little bit that she's... Even she is more aware of the fact of the impact she's had than Homer is. Like to him, it's just subconscious, and she's like, "Hey, I've you know I've broken into the subconscious. That's really nice." Then the family drive into the car park, can't find a park. Marge points out someone. So essentially, this is Marge's fault. She points out there's a car yep. park over there. This is why you don't listen to directions from women when you're driving <laughs> oh, a no, car. I will have to edit that out. No, I, I refuse. <laughs> and they drive. If into- you edit that out, I'm done on this podcast. <laughs> And they drive into the arena and Trachosaurus gets them. Now, you pointed out something that we should acknowledge. Yeah, so in the ads for Trachosaurus, if you go back and have a look at it, that, uh, and I think, I mean, I noticed this when I was a kid as well, and I was never 100% sure if it was deliberate. The car looks almost identical to the Simpsons car. It's exactly the same. Yeah, like same colour, same model, same everything. Now, it is definitely different footage from the ads to what's actually played in the thing. So, I'm, I'm wondering if that ad was like a little bit of foreboding to say, this is what's going to happen, basically. It's just sure showing if, you early on. I'm sure if we asked Wes, he'd be like, you guys need a day job. Yeah, like, what the fuck are you doing looking at that, man? Like, <laughs> we needed a car model and I threw one in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, no, I'm calling it. Wes, yeah. you're a genius. It was a really good um, like tease for commercial break as well. Like, they're in Truckosaurus's mouth. Oh, yeah. One of those real fade to black moments that you know has been made for commercial TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cliffhangers going <laughs> into the ad breaks. Yeah. And they come back. It's finished. Yeah. You, you waited three minutes of commercials for nothing because they're, they're safe. Nothing happened to Homer them. Homer just gets pulled out of the car. I love it. But pull harder, you dogs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first Homer is too fat and he's stuck joke. You know when he gets stuck yeah, at Mount yeah, right. Splashmore and stuff like that? Yeah. What, what I liked about it was that you, you you invested for the commercial break, thinking that something bad is going to happen. They come back, it's all over, and they simply just write this hole off just by having the guy just write a check. Uh, Mr. Simpson, uh, I'm Leo G. Clark, inventor, owner, and operator of Trachosaurus. Let me just say that you know, Trachosaurus feels very badly about what happened, and everyone here at Team Trachosaurus would like you to enjoy this half bottle of domestic champagne for being such good sports. Actually, you know how we said that it sets up the episode, you know it's going to be a Barton Homer episode, and last week's show we said that they usually build a story from the get-go. Yeah. Here, this is essentially one of those classic, this really has nothing to do with the essential story. Yeah. It's, it's just not- a way of getting them to the Monster Truck Rally so you can see Lance Murdoch for the first time. Yeah. Yeah, it's a real from left field kind of direction that the episode goes in, yeah. Well, Truckosaurus has no reference for the rest of the episode. No. You know what <laughs> Truckosaurus reminded me of, by the way? What's that? I just j- jotted this down. Reptar. Oh, from, yeah, from Rugrats. Rugrats, yeah. Like, I don't know, something about dinosaurs I just loved when I was a kid. Even if they're in animated form. Like, oh, sorry, in, uh, like, mechanical form. I think of Rex from Toy Story. Yep, him as well. That's my dinosaur, go-to dinosaur, or not the mama. But no, it's, it's just, I don't know, that was a small thing, but, like, they were both kind of done in the same way that they both had this amazing adoration. Both Reptar and Truckosaurus are dinosaur heroes of everyone that's yeah, in yeah, the yeah. episode. I also thought, how weird was the guy that owned Truckosaurus? He had a big lump on his head. Yeah, really Oh, I guess that's what just the? like that's just Speedway folk. You assume that they've been <laughs> the carny of the raceway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the family decided to stay at the Truckosaurus or at the Monster Truck Rally because you know the oh did they pay to go there? I guess they got paid oh, to go they? there. Well, they were originally paying to go there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they just stuck in. Like no one stopped them. They just drove their car straight in. Yeah. No, anyway, that's what, again, speedways. So Bart and Homer are getting along well. They're bonding over this whole macho Truckosaurus cars yeah, exploding. Exactly. And, and even I, who am not the most manly of men, I would lose my shit in yeah, that environment. I saw it's those just pictures. testosterone everywhere. I didn't realize Truckosaurus was a real thing. Robosaurus or something it's called. Yeah. I put the pictures up on the Facebook page this week, or yeah. today actually. I, I'm already researching how we can go see it. Blew my mind. I'm looking at it, I'm like, this isn't fucking real. That's a plane. That robot has a fucking plane in its mouth, and it's, it's real. Yeah. It was made in 1989. Yeah. How have we never heard about this? Uh, How are there not more Transformers? Japanese government just keep it quiet. That's a real life Transformer that eats planes. Yes. <laughs> Why aren't we using this in the wars? In the wars. <laughs> That'll fix up ISIS. Yeah. <laughs> just get some of those on the ground. <laughs> Wouldn't you run in terror? If you're invading a country and you come across that, you're like, holy shit, this is what they do for fun. <laughs> Imagine what they do to people they don't like. Just imagine, I'm not poking fun at ISIS, but just imagine any bad guys, right? They're sitting there out in the desert 
and the trucks are coming. They're like, what are all these trucks coming towards us? And you hear that in the distance, America, fuck yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden, these cars start transforming to fucking robots and shooting flame out. It'd be amazing. Yeah, Michael Bay could single-handedly end the war <laughs> without firing a bullet. Robosaurus is a transformer. Unbelievable. Yeah. How did I not know this existed? <laughs> anyway, moving along. Um, so, we get the debut of Captain Lance Murdoch. Now, yeah. a bit of trivia. This this was going to be one of my questions, but I thought it was a bit obvious because you probably know it already. Okay, then. Do you know where his name came from? Obviously, he's a, he's a tribute to uh, Evil, 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 Evil but yeah. his name Murdoch. Uh, it's a very clever tribute. It's not a... It's a reference to Matt Murdoch, who is the Marvel superhero Daredevil. Oh, yeah, right. How cool is that? Yeah, that is very clever. <laughs> I've, I've just recently started watching Daredevil on Netflix, actually. So, he's, he's one superhero that I'd never really gotten into, but I'm now starting to, yeah, Ben Affleck, a man. Ben the, Affleck. Yeah, um... Probably one of the worst superhero movies ever made. <laughs> um, so I, I've only just now started to learn a bit about it. But no, very, very clever. So, what about Lance? Where's Lance come from? I don't know. <laughs> well, then. That's what I'm going to put in a Homer clip. I uh, don't know. <laughs> feel free to write in a four finger discount demanding that Dando finally do some work around here. <laughs> yes. So Murdoch is going to ride his bike over a pool of sharks. Uh, electric eels, alligators, a lion, piranhas, and a lion. Yeah, <laughs> and he puts a, a drop of human blood just in to it. Really get them going, and nobody can watch it. Everyone's too scared to watch, but Bart's just enthralled by it. Yeah, and fixed. instantly you're like, okay, so this is going to have some play in the future of the ep- the rest of the episode. So he makes it, but it's like he made it, everyone's happy. Yeah, and then it's the classic classic um, Simpsons gag. Yeah, where he gets up there and falls back in. Yeah, and then he nearly gets out, and the lion grabs him again. Yeah, <laughs> <A> really <laughs> defiant act of by the lion of just desperation. That that was like yeah, the whoop. Yeah, oh. that was like. <laughs> Fourth quarter Super Bowl match winning tackle. <laughs> no! <laughs> and it's like, he's all right, folks, just because he's got his thumb up. He yeah. actually yeah. broke it. <laughs> That's why you watch these stunt people, they're always like, they're all right, folks. They're not all right. They can stick their thumb up. That doesn't mean they're all right. Yeah. It means they're alive. Yeah, barely. exactly. That's a start. <laughs> we also noticed, too, when we were watching it before, that they stuck in another bitchin'. <laughs> yeah, they did. And again, through, like, the, I think it was under the roar of the lion from memory. It was definitely one of the animals. It was like, bitchin', kind of just sneaking in underneath. Oh, I was going to say, actually, by the way. Yeah. So, the pool. Sharks. Yeah. Crocodiles, eels, all that sort of stuff. Sure, in America, that's like a really daredevil stunt. In Australia, it's just going to the beach. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Lance. Yeah, Add right. something. Go to the local swimming pool. Exactly. <laughs> I, I deal with more deadly animals between going to the my toilet, bedroom, <laughs> exactly, and the toilet. Alrighty, so Bart dreams of being a, um, a daredevil on the way home. I was going to say, it really rings true as well. Like when you're a kid, if you're that age and you see something that cool, you want to do that. Like yeah, when I was. Christ, I don't even know. I must have been nine or something like that. My parents took me to see David Copperfield. Now, I look at David Copperfield and think you're a bit of a wanker. But at the time, I was like, holy shit, I want to be a magician. I need to be a fucking magician now. Yeah. Like, tomorrow, I'm going to start. I'm going to have a career. I'm going to be able to fly. Like, that was... that. Yeah. And then, you know, a little bit later, you go... A couple of years later, I watch Apollo 13. I'm like, I'm going to be an astronaut. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just... When you're a kid, you see someone do cool shit. You're like, I watch Jurassic Park. I'm like, I'm going to be a, a triceratops when I'm older. You watch Bring It On, you're going to be a cheerleader. Well, <laughs> I'm going to be involved with cheerleaders. Yes, you, you wish anyway. <laughs> well, I was going to say, actually, too, when Bart first sees Lance Murdoch and he's so enthralled by it, that's what I felt when I first turned on Channel 10 and wrestling came on. For the first time I saw it, I was yeah, like, right. this is fucking incredible because <laughs> I thought it was real. I just remember thinking, why is no one stopping that guy from beating the fuck out of that guy with a chair? Yeah. Why is no one stopping this? Yeah. That's was- metal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why? You're killing him. Why is that allowed? So anyway, so Bart, of course, being a kid, sees something that he likes, he wants to copy it. I thought this was funny that you think he's going to do it and he just fails miserably. Like with the first jump. Yeah. He goes up and goes and down. And down. Stays there for a while, then comes back down. And <laughs> we see that Bart Simpson has the greatest friends in the world. Yeah. Like, he's hurt really badly. Let's right. get out of here. <laughs> you know, every now and then in life, you're faced with a scenario that you aren't equipped to deal with. <laughs> And yeah. only in cartoons can you ha- or in movies can you have that pure joy and escapism of what you want to do, which is to just run away and let someone else fix it. <laughs> Bury your head in the sand. Yeah. <laughs> so cut to uh, the, the hospital, because Bart's obviously injured himself to the emergency room, and it's the debut of Dr. Hibbert. Yeah. Now, Dana has some more trivia on Dr. Hibbert here. Oh, wow. He was originally going to be a woman, Julia Hibbert. Oh, okay. And that was a tribute to Julia Sweeney, the comedian. Yes. And he got turned into Julius Hibbert, and he became the man, obviously, because it was a piss take of Cosby, because he was a doctor on The Cosby Show. Oh, right. Okay. So, that's why he became Dr. Julius Hibbert. Rather than... Okay. Well, very clever. Tidbit. You know what I, I, I really liked about this, actually? I was listening 
Dr. Hibbert is probably the first genuinely smart adult that we've seen he's so far serious in Hibbert here he's not giggly Hibbert no chuckle I mean Hibbert. he has a tiny chuckle at something but for the most part yeah like he's it's not the <laughs> it's not that yeah chuckle. no it's, we haven't we haven't got that in here yet but yeah, yeah like he's he's actually intelligent yeah like, and you know sees right through Bart like, we, even Dr. Marvin Monroe was an idiot essentially yeah exactly he's it, crackpot TV psychologist type yeah. thing whereas you know he's a genuine doctor here yeah. but yeah like Bart where he's like I've learned my lesson I'm not going to do it again so mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> I like the other injured kids one kid tried to fly as Superman, one kid got hit. His brother hit him in the head with a wrench. With after the wrench, wrestling. yeah, great callback, <laughs> great throwback. And um, they got the Three Stooges Ward as well. Yeah, what I won't even uh, show you the horrors of the Three Stooges Ward. <laughs> and then Marge has a really good line, which is a piss take on The Simpsons at that point, where it's like, "Gee, I never realized TV was such a dangerous influence." Well, as tragic as all this is, it's a small price to pay for countless hours of top-notch entertainment. Amen. Because at the time, the parents it's just a were bit saying, of a "Fuck you" to critics more than anything. Critics yeah. and parents saying that Bart was a bad influence to yeah. their kids. Because apparently like, Bart was hated by parents when the series first started. Like, yeah, they well, banned Bart t-shirts because of the slogans and stuff. What would parents know? <laughs> I know, right? What did they teach us? Exactly. Nothing. Nothing. I learned more from The Simpsons than I did from them. I'm not. What no one's Simpsons- tuning in to listen to us talk about our parents. No. <laughs> they want us to talk about what influenced their lives. Yeah. <laughs> so, as I said, Hibbert, at this point, he's still serious Hibbert. He's not... Chuckle Hibbert. Should we refer to him as Chuckle Hibbert? Chuckle Hibbert. Chuckles. <laughs> Chuckles. It's his new nickname. We'll only refer to him as Chuckles. <laughs> we will get real annoying really quickly. Yes. And then Bart uh, attempts the stunt again, successfully does it, and we get the montage yeah. of all the different jumps. It has that moment as well of like joy. When he first lands, he's like, I can do this. He's like, wow, it's I a- actually succeeded. Yeah, that's a cool little um, thing that they do. Like to show, and this is what felt so, again, what feels really real about Bart's motivations here. It's the kind of adrenaline rush that he gets from doing it. And it's and the success and feeding off of the little bits of fame that he gets. Like, it, yeah. He's it, good at it. Yeah. They're not just doing it. It's like, we'll make Bart jump things so ultimately we can make him jump the Springfield Gorge. It's, it's more that Bart really wants to jump things. And that's the natural progression that it works towards. That's what I remember this episode for. See, I looked at this episode always as, oh, you know, that episode where it's just all bullshit just so they can set up the, the gorge joke. Yeah, but that's not what I it's for- about. No, I forgot that it's it's a really good story. Yeah. It, and it builds up to that final moment where Homer has to jump the gorge, where it's not just a, here's a few jokes just setting up that joke. Yeah. It's a good story all the way up. And you really think it's not going to happen as well. Like Exactly. Well, there's, you know... He crash tackles him off the skateboard when we finally do get to the Should we explain it yet or should we get into that part later on? All right. You quickly explain it. Yeah, and yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I had a head of steam, but I'll, I'll back off. <laughs> okay, keep going if you want it. <laughs> no, okay. Well, everyone knows. I mean, we've yeah, all watched the episode yes, now. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, he's at the Springfield Gorge. He's about to go. He's got the huge crowd. Oh, hang on. We're skipping a lot. A pretty good scene. <laughs> all right. No, I'll Let's start. go in order. I'll come back to this. Let's go. Let's go in order. My notes are just being thrown off. I'll be like, whoa, I don't know where I'm up to anymore. Anyway, so we get the montage of the different How jumps. How good were the end credits of this episode, by the way? <laughs> Shh. <laughs> um, so he jumps over what, uh, the pool from um, diving board to diving board over yep. dogs. How about a hand for these brave little animals? Yeah. <laughs> and he jumps over Homer. Homer thinks the, the kids are cheering him. Yeah. Oh, thanks, kids. And then they, Bart, he's bored because he's, he's really good at this, but nothing's a challenge anymore. He's yeah. telling Milhouse, and conveniently, they're on a school excursion to Springfield Gorge. Yeah. Now, this apparently was a reference to Evil Knievel's jump Jumping of the Grand Canyon? Snake River Canyon in 1974. Oh, Snake River. Okay. I don't know if it was Grand Canyon, but Snake River Canyon. Well, yeah. I know he did jump the Grand Canyon. Did he really? As well. Yeah. Successfully? Obviously, he must I have. Think Otherwise, he, was, he would not be alive. Well, it's, here. Well, it, it's a really weird thing. When you have a look through all of Evil Knievel's jumps on Wikipedia, as I did, I think it's like a 50% success rate. I did mean, he see- made it there, yeah. but he crashed a lot as well. Did you see the one where it's at a casino? Uh, that would have been his longest jump, where he goes over the fountain. Yeah. 281 feet He's, or something like that. He didn't make it, man. He yeah. crashed. Yeah, he's insane. Spent, uh, some time in hospital. Oh, his one. son successfully did it though. But anyway, so he's he tells Otto, "I'm going to jump Springfield Gorge," and Otto's like, "You know, Bart is the only adult here. I feel I should say something." What? Cool. They follow that with a really great shot. No dialogue, nothing. It's just you behind Bart and Otto looking over the gorge, and yeah. all you can hear is the wind. Yeah, and it really sinks home that. Bart will get fucked up. Very cinematic. Yeah, it's that's not a clever option, Bart. You do not want to. You don't need to do this. That's the thing. Bart doesn't need to do this. No. Like it cuts to Lisa trying to say, "You don't need to do it. Don't do it. Don't do it." He thinks Lisa's just trying to cut him down because she doesn't want him to be successful at something. It's not that. It's at the end of the day, the people that are he's feeding off of, they don't care about Bart. They it's almost they want him to get injured. There were parallels in this, but from for me, um, 
between this episode and one of the ESPN 30 for 30 docos. I think it was called uh, The Birth of Big Air, which is a story about Matt Hoffman um, and like his quest to kind of clear 30 feet in height on yeah. the BMX. And yeah, it's that thing of like really good friends around him going, don't do this. You will die. Yeah. And the people but, cheering don't care about your health and safety. No, but there's this driving force to still play to the people that are cheering and to that sort of need within yourself to just get that adrenaline rush. So Lisa's trying to say, please don't do this. And Hibbert sets up the um, the meet and greet with Lance Murdoch. Yeah. And it's actually a good bait and switch because you think Murdoch's going to tell him not to do it, but Murdoch's like, good for you, son. It's always good to see young people taking an interest in danger. Now, a lot of people are going to be telling you you're crazy, and maybe they're right. But the fact of the matter is, bones heal, chicks dig scars, and the United States of America has the best doctor to daredevil ratio in the world. But Captain Murdoch! Thanks, Lance. You're welcome, little partner. On your way out, tell the nurse I'm ready for my sponge bath. Another fringe benefit. But what I also like is when he's signing the autograph with his mouth, and he signs it for ages, and you think, yeah. wow, he's really talented signing with his mouth. Scribble. Scribble everywhere. <laughs> That's Completely really- illegible. So we get to home, and, and Homer and Marge, and like the family, they, just, they don't want Bart to do it. And Lisa says the line like, I'm sorry, Bart, but if you got hurt or died, despite the extra attention I'd receive, I'd miss you. You watch from a viewer's perspective, it's like, this is his family saying, we care about you. Don't do it. Because even though it's a cartoon, even at this point, midway through season two, at the start of season two, the characters are established enough now where you, you feel emotionally drawn to them. Yeah, you kind of care about them. They treat them more like humans as opposed to cartoon characters. They've actually yeah. got, they're established now, you know? Yeah. Plus they can do, as obviously happens, Homer goes down the gorge. They're at a point where you can make Homer fall down a gorge for, uh, you know, two times and you, you'll go along with the fact that it doesn't kill him. They couldn't have done that with Bart, though. So, had he gone over the edge, you really would have... It, like, it was heart in your mouth stuff because you know he's not going to make it and you also know that he's not going to be okay if he doesn't make it. What do you think the difference is between why is it funny with Homer falling and why is it not funny with Bart falling? Is it just because he's a kid and Homer's an adult? Is that the difference? Or what is it? I think that's the... I think that, for, yeah, for the most part, that's... I don't know. Because this was the first real the Homer getting her goofball moment, was it not? Like, Bart's more physically vulnerable. Like, yeah. getting beat up by Nelson and all that sort of stuff. Whereas Homer, <laughs> Whereas Homer has this kind of oblivious stupidity that you can apply that to pain as well, I think, that... Um, even like you, know, you go back to like Laurel and Hardy and that sort of thing, it's just fun watching the fat guy fall over. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, it's just... that's. It's human nature with comedy. Fart jokes. Yeah, it's pretty much. It's 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 that kind of base level. It just it's hard to analyze why it just is. Yeah. Up until this point, the only episode that I can compare this to in regards to wackiness would be The Call of the Simpsons. Yeah. Because that was way out there. But every other episode up until this point has had a realism element to it. it hasn't been wacky. Homer's not the wacky character that we know him as yet. This yeah, is the definitely. first real wacky Homer moment. Would you say it's a defining moment of the series? It comes out of well, was, whack, the falling down is wacky, but do you, do it came, a, it it came out of realism before that, though. Yeah, do you think? But do you think it was a risk to do that to have that shot? Do you um, think it could have gone bad? Like, do you think people would have gone? Well, that's terrible. Show any more bloody? Because he, he no, looks, I think people were invested enough. Okay, by now. Yeah, yeah. What were you going to say though? Well, I was going to say that, like, as much as the falling down is wacky, it comes out of a real moment. Like, he has the bit back at home where he's pleading with Bart not to go. And then he thinks he's broken through to him and he thinks it's okay. And again, great visual joke of Homer and Marge just calmly sitting at the table. He says, oh, we've got a great kid there. And then you just see Bart cruising by the window <laughs> behind him. I feel bad for Homer there because Bart blatantly lied to his face. Yeah. Is that the first time? And he time- lied well. Yeah. <laughs> it was, <laughs> I believe, quality him. acting. <laughs> yeah. It's the first time I think that Bart has lied directly to his parents' face. Well, he cut, he would have lied about Jebediah Springfield's head and that sort of stuff. I don't know if yeah. he, maybe well, not well, blatantly, well, but certainly hid the truth. Was it, yes, he didn't yeah. get asked, but did you do it? Because he just came up known up to it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. This was, just off the top of my head, it's certainly, yeah, the first time. Like, like, Bart, this isn't one of those phony baloney promises I don't expect you to keep. If you make this promise, you have to keep it. Why? Because if you don't, I'll never believe anything you say ever again. Oh, come on. I mean it, boy. Well, okay, Dad. I promise. I will not jump Springfield Gorge. That's my boy. Homer leaves, come, goes past the window. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. And then... Where is he? I thought he said noon. Oh, he's just doing this to build a suspense. Whoa, what a showman. Apparently, him entering on his skateboard... How good's the costume, by the way? Yeah, <laughs> the very single, sweet. Um, ...is a reference to Lawrence of Arabia. 
Have oh, you seen okay. Of the, no, I, I've not actually got, sat down and watched the, the character Lawrence Omar. Apparently, I've never seen a movie of the character Omar. Apparently, Omar okay. coming. Omar coming. <laughs> um, making his way across the desert towards everyone. It just, it just said Omar's entrance. So okay, whatever. People who have seen the movie will know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, I don't it, imagine there's a lot of crossover between our audience and fans of Peter O'Toole. But hey, <laughs> if you are out there, please sing out. And Homer realizes that Bart's lied to him, so he races down there because Bart will die if he does. does well, yeah, exactly. Stuff. And this is why I really. Like, and again, re-watching it now, there was a, some subtleties to this that I didn't pick yeah. up on the first time. The desperation of Homer, yeah. mostly. This is great from Castellanata, the, the performance that he puts in here of knocking him off, the really heartfelt moment. And then when he realises, well, the only way I can get through to you is to... The only Show way I can you. make you see is by doing it myself. Now, at this point, Homer's only pretending. Like, he's... he's he never had any intention in the world of actually making that jump, but he he's sells calling it. his bluff. Yeah, yeah, he he really sells it that he's going to, and and yeah, then that's enough for Bart to go. All right, I won't do it. And they have that great breakdown of. Wait, Dad, don't do it! I won't jump anymore. I promise. Oh, oh thank God, thank God, thank God! I love you, Dad. I love you too, son. And then comedy kicks in again of that. <laughs> that slowly, what really? I've off. never felt this close to you in my life. <laughs> as he slowly falls away. Down. Yeah. Now I actually had written here: The Simpsons goes from a realistic, heartfelt moment to a wacky cartoon within the space of five seconds. Yeah, and it feels seamless. Yes, th- this was where it really. I've got here is a perfect representation of the diversity of the show's capabilities. Yeah, like they can go from a, a crazy Wally Coyote cartoon esque scene. To a, like a heartfelt moment, loving care. yeah. Back to the wacky cartoon again. Yeah, I always see this as like a real defining moment for the series. Where if this didn't work, the series wouldn't have worked. This one moment, this one scene, proved that the show was unstoppable. How many other shows could do that? Yeah, there aren't many that I could think of. It's it, it's it's a really delicate balancing act. How many shows could have a guy jumping a gorge on a skateboard? Only a cartoon can do that. Yeah. And I like how you said, I wonder if there was a deleted scene by how long it actually had him falling. Yeah, it, it is one of those really funny protracted um, physical violence or just like really protracted jokes. It's it's like Sideshow Bob and the Rakes. It's just that constant, ow, ow, that could have gone, I could have sat laughing at that for two minutes comfortably. Yeah. I was actually just thinking, like, you know that how they often use the phrase jump the shark to talk about when yeah. shows have gotten bad. Would you say that The Simpsons jumping the gorge was, was the moment when good. they elevated. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way of looking at it, yeah. I also I was going to say, I think it's funny that Matt Groening apparently was very big on realism. He didn't like things being out of the realm of possibility. You okay. Know? And one part when he's jumping the gorge, that always seems, doesn't bother me, but I think it's a bit stupid is when he sort of jumps, does like a little dance jumps on, the skateboard, on the skateboard, yeah. and the skateboard just keeps going as if nothing happened. Yeah. I'm surprised Matt Groening didn't crack it with that because apparently this is he considers this in that interview from 2000 to be the funniest moment of The Simpsons. The only thing about that though, as a cartoon visually, it's just Homer on a skateboard against a clear blue background of the sky. You need to give him something to do because it's a fairly long shot of him on that skateboard. Yeah, without allowing him to move his legs, it just would have looked a little bit like it might have. They might have tried to take of it and just went, "No, it doesn't work. We need to make him do this." Is one of those concessions you need to put in. How good is the ambulance scene, though? Brilliant. <laughs> like, it's just, it's so quick. They, three they drive three metres away. One second. <laughs> straight straight back tree. out. No matter how many times you watch that, you know it's coming. It's funnier every time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what I didn't realise until going back and watching this? The second shot of him falling down the cliff, yeah. tied up, isn't in this. It's in the clip show. They, they created that shot for the clip show. Yeah, well, it's a weird thing. I, I'd be interested to know if it's on the DVD because... It, like, we, no, it's not. We were watching it's like, not it never existed. Definitely not. One hundred percent was created. I'd read for the clip that show. there was a second shot, but it got cut off in syndication. So maybe the first time it ever went to air, they did have that second shot in there. Um, Wikipedia has lied to me. Then Wikipedia specifically stated that they created a new scene for the first oh. clip show. Well, it'd be interesting if they did. Like, yeah. hey, look, it's possible. IMDb had said, "Here we go, dueling trivia." Oh yeah, <laughs> this is something to call out for. Who remembers when this first went to where? But yeah, no, I, IMDb said that they cut it off for syndication. Okay, I, I, I'm just going what Wikipedia said. Wikipedia is usually wrong. <laughs> well, it'll be interesting to find out. Now we've got a task for next episode. Yes, well, no, for the listeners, listeners go. We, we want to see if people actually care enough. We will give a thumbs up to the first. <laughs> <laughs> Who can go and research this question for Obviously, us. that T-shirt sponsor hasn't come on board yet. <laughs> no, they have, but it's too lazy to organise it. We've got T-shirts coming, guys. Don't don't fear. Would, would people wear a T-shirt for finger discount? I would. Would you? Yeah. Well, let, let's throw that question out. If we can get how many people? It's got to be at least 20. At least 20 people. At least 20 people who would happily want a four-finger discount T-shirt. 
How much would we charge for them? They're free? Um, what's the sponsorship deal? We'll work out the, <laughs> no, no, no. We'll work out the particulars. Yes, we'll work with particulars. But if you want... A four-finger discount t-shirt. A, a newly minted four-finger discount t-shirt. First 20 messages through to the page. We'll get a shirt. We'll get a shirt. Yes, that, that'll we'll, do. We've said it. First 20 in. Um, and you have to send us a photo of you yeah, wearing it. must send a photo wearing the shirt once the shirt is out there. Here's what we need. I need you to send me a photo of you without the shirt first in a particular location. So, this is what the first photo... Not just a message. You can't just say, I want a shirt. I'm going to make you work for this. You've got to go out to an area looking preferably sad with like maybe some rags or like a burlap sack or something. <laughs> a do-rag. Yeah, exactly. Like, you got to show me what your life looks like now and <laughs> why your life would be dramatically improved with that shirt. In bed, just washing we'll stuff with a rag on a We'll then get a shirt to you. And then I need a second photo showing me how much better your life is with the shirt. So, like, the way I'm, I'm picturing it, yeah, like, um, ripped sack, maybe, like, near, um, just near a rubbish bin or something like that. And maybe there's some girls, like, throwing rocks at you in the background. <laughs> uh, and, and then when the four-finger discount shirt just surrounded, like, the sun is shining, rabbits are, are bouncing around, Rainbows. birds are in the air, just women on every arm. All, all two of them. This, this, this could be the greatest thing that's ever happened. To you. Yes. Like just, watch, just seeing these photos could be amazing. Yes, it'd be great. So, if you're interested in that, send us a message. We will certainly get it happening. Okay. So, um, that's pretty much the end of the episode. Just the ambulance crashing in, but I don't know, Homer's in hospital and he says, You think you got guts? Try raising my kids. It was an unconventional ending, but like a one-liner yeah. to, end, to end an episode was kind of strange. But The episode is so much better than what I remembered it for. I just remembered it for the, the gorge scene, and I was sick of the gorge scene. Yeah. I always just thought it was just a bunch of cheap gags leading up to this inevitable... It's so much more than that. I'd, I'd really... Like I said, I, I was really looking forward to getting back and watching Truck this one. Truckosaurus, man. It was enough said. There was, um, there was more, in, more going on than even I remembered, but I still remembered it as being pretty good. Yeah. What did we learn, Palmer? So, what did you learn, Mitch? Well, I guess I learned, Dando, that the Three Stooges are not role models. As much as we never saw the horrors of the Stooges' wing. No, we And don't that's want to. what frightens me the most. <laughs> you were only left to the imagination to just see kids with... Bad haircuts. Bad haircuts, <laughs> no eyes. Yeah, yeah. The horrors. <laughs> yes. Mine is apparently that Todd is a very good violin player. We never see it ever again. He's yeah, that's never... true. It's just a one-off solo. He's just a one-off solo. One and done. Yes. So, time for a bit of trivia. Now, I've got two questions for you this week. You got oh, any questions? I've got a question, yes. A question. I'll go first. My question then... is so unrelated to The Simpsons, but, um, Ooh, okay, then. but I'll tie it back to this My episode. My first question. How much does Truckosaurus weigh and how tall is he? Oh, was this mentioned in the ad? Or yeah. Or is this like someone, is like someone ad, yeah. from Yale done a paper? Nope. No, okay. Uh, 800 pounds? Nope. 1,200 pounds. 20 tons, four stories high. Oof, that's a big Truckosaurus. <laughs> yeah. So, what is your question for me? Uh, all right. So, I was gonna, Lance Murdoch um, drives over, uh, drives over, jumps over um, his pool of Australian animals. Yeah. And Evil Knievel. None of those animals in the pool are Australian, by the way. No, they're Except not. Except for the great, is great White Shark Australian? Great White Shark. Well, Guess they're so. in Australia. Yeah. Um, I got one in my pool, mate. Um, uh, Evil Knievel also jumped over a pool of sharks. Uh, really? Yes. What is the most sh- number of sharks Evil Knievel's ever jumped over? The most amount of sharks. I'm going to say 13. That is fucking spot on. You really? bastard. <laughs> yes. I know why I thought I'm 13. I'm so upset with that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought 13 was the first number that came to my head. And then I was going to say 15. Five's my favorite. But then I thought 13's an unlucky number. So I thought that would add to the mistake of the jump. Ah, yeah. Well, anyway, that, but you know what I like about that, though? Like, I'm going to add a standing ovation. How do you decide that 13 is enough, 14's too many? 12 isn't quite right. Like, <laughs> I think, I honestly reckon he would have gone 13 to add, to the thing. I'm jumping over a pool of sharks, 13 of them, just to add the effect, you know? That is bad luck. People would have been stoned out of their minds. Friday the 13th came in. Maybe it was a, play, maybe it was a, a co-promotion. <laughs> I don't think Friday the 13th was out until the 80s. Uh, 1970s for the first one. Oh, we're going to check this while you hit me up. I'm going to say 1978. Question. I might be thinking of Halloween that was out in 1980. No, Halloween was 1977. Ooh, let's see how right I am. <laughs> Friday the 13th came out in 2009, Dando. You don't know shit. <laughs> uh, Friday the 13th with Betsy Palmer. 1980. Well, I stand corrected. What about Halloween? 1970. No, that was 1970s. Halloween was 80s as well. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. if it was the 80s. No, it wasn't. Donald Pleasance, Jamie Lee Curtis. 
Um, but, 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 77? Oh, okay, no, Halloween was 78. 78. Yeah. I knew something big was 78. I thought it was Friday the 13th. Anyway, yeah, there you go. Superman well was 77 for anyone really? that's playing okay. along at home. Star Wars, 77. Mm, what a year. Yes. I wish I was alive what back talking then. talking about? <laughs> I wish I was alive back then for movies, man. Like, just, you oh, watch all the old clips of people lined up to watch the original Star Wars. I yeah. just, I wanted to be there. Yeah, I wish I could have gone back there and just told the next line that Darth Vader was Luke's father. Before you got, like, three-minute trailers. You, you didn't know what was in the movie. You got, this summer. Star Wars. Yeah, you get, they don't like, tell you anything. TV spots and yeah. teasers, and that's like you had thing, to yeah. go. Yeah, and you had to go to the cinemas to see it. You couldn't just download it. Mm. Yeah, it's just oh, what a time it would have been to be alive. Yeah. <laughs> so um, my other trivia question is: Who do the Simpsons drive past on the way to the Truckosaurus? Who is in the cab that they drive past? Oh, I was paying no attention. Bleeding I was busy Gums writing Murphy. something down. Bleeding Gums Murphy. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's in the He's cab on- as they drive past him. Okay, that's a really random. Yeah, to just throw in the background. Yep, so he's in the cab. Cool. There you go, Dando oh, trivia. Go. Good, good job. Good spotting, Dando. Thank you, sir. Good job of asking questions at the exact moments that I was writing things <laughs> uh, and knowing that I wouldn't be paying attention to them. Jamail, Jamail is here. Ooh. Time for the mailbag. Yes, the mailbag. Unzip it, Mitch. And what's the first question? Uh, before we get into questions, such a big mailbag these days. How do you it, get it is. It's getting the door. Heavy. I, I hire a boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we get into the mailbag, uh, there's been some correspondence that has come through. Some shoutouts. Uh, well, before we get into shoutouts, there have okay. been too many people to name shoutouts. Now, this is I've been wrong before on this podcast a little bit, but it's very rare that you've been wrong on this podcast. I'm never wrong. Uh-huh. Well, perhaps we should disappear all the way back to last week. Previously on Torrent, this is Four Finger Discount. Yeah, well, don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you got <laughs> until it's gone from someone else's life who's homeless? I think that's how the, that was the original lyrics I of think the song. Janis Joplin, that's what she meant anyway. Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, well, well. Janis Joplin singing... Uh, Big Yellow Taxi. Have you not seen her cover of it? Do you perhaps not want to just revisit that a little bit? Maybe you apologise to our listeners. It's funny. Uh, uh, blatant mistake. Like, I didn't mean to do it. It's just obvious. I, when I was editing, I noticed it and I went, oh, okay, I can get away with this. I can edit this out. Mitch won't even know that I've edited this out. I didn't even remember saying it. Neither did I. I didn't at the time. I was like, oh, Dana, that's not fucking Janis Joplin or nothing. I'll just leave it in. Just, no, I'd, good on you. Good on you for being the bigger man. And I, um, I, I just wanted to allow people the, the privilege of calling. And people have been so polite. They're like, I know you've probably had a thousand people tell you yeah. this, but it's not Janis Joplin. Yeah. Yeah. No, people have been very sweet to you about it as opposed to the pitchforks that I still get at my Should door we... over Tress McNeil. <laughs> you will never, they'll always be knocking <laughs> on your door, man. I, uh, you know, the, like the weird thing for me about it though is I don't always listen. Like, I, I, I've tried to listen back to every episode. I just... never listen to them unless until I'm well, editing. you edit them. I edit them. That's it. Like I'll I'll listen back and just sort of check bits and pieces. Um, for the most part, I've listened to them all, and it's because I don't want to repeat myself too often. You but... Know what I can't do? I can't have them playing when there's someone else in the room. Oh, I can't. Okay. I can't listen to myself when there's someone, when else, someone there. else is around. Yeah, but yeah. So we started getting messages through about Janis Joplin and Joni Mitchell. I'm like, what the hell were we talking about? <laughs> yeah. like, it's amazing how much you forget when you're in this environment of like yeah. you know you just chat and then you look back and go, what? <laughs> Quite often I'll be editing and you've said a joke and because I'm sort of thinking of the next thing to say, it goes straight over my head. I yeah. don't even acknowledge it and I'm like, oh, I should have responded to that. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought you didn't think I was funny <laughs> all this time. <laughs> Um, we must yeah, have some okay. shout-outs. Uh, we, oh, of course, we've got shout-outs and, and correspondence. So, uh, we will kick it off with... Oh, holy hell. I had to read this whole message out, actually. Um, Aaron Petrie, uh, as I'm bringing up a message that I need to read in full. Aaron Petrie has been to Simpsons World. Um, oh, so yeah. He's uh, He sent a review through. said it was amazing that if you're a fan of The Simpsons and you happen to be in, in the area, make sure you go check it out. We need to somehow get free passes for that. Uh, yeah, and flights and accommodation. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so he... Build one here. He was able to drink a flaming mo. Uh, he ate a lard boy donut and a crusty burger. He was lard dr- lad, lard lad donut. Lard sorry. boy. <laughs> Oops. Um, he I mean, was. Dr- oh no, donuts! You want to be eaten, man. But anyway. He was drinking refillable unlimited soft drink out That's of a, amazing. out of a Homer head. Remember when they used to do that at um movie world? Uh, the refill- refillable yeah, drinks. Yeah, they 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 still do. But you got to pay. I think it's like two or three dollars. Yeah, you pay a bit extra and you get a. It used to be just free refills. Yeah. What happened to the glory days? Oh, I know. <laughs> um. 
Who else we got? Luke Kington. Uh, he's sent through a message. He's starting up a podcast of his own, and he's a um, film school student, I believe. Yeah, he's a film in Melbourne, I believe. Him and yeah. four mates. Yeah, so they just talk about different aspects of going to film school. They all study film. Yeah. And the, the podcast is called Film in the Blank. The first episode is called Is Film School Worth It? So if you're, if you're a connoisseur of filming movies or directing or whatever, I'm pretty sure you like this podcast. I had a quick listen for the first 10, 15 minutes. I really enjoyed it. Cool. So look it up on iTunes. It's Film in the Blank. The first episode, Is Film School Worth It? So if, you say, if that sounds like something you do enjoy, check them out. Yeah, po- please. Local podcast. Give, we them, love local give podcast. them a little bit of support, guys. Yes. Now, I found the, the, the message that I want to... Re- it's a long one, but I was so excited when I was reading this because it was, it was just really good. Like, some messages just put a huge smile on your face. So, this one comes yeah. here from Michael McDonald, and there's a few things throughout this that really impressed me. Uh, hey, Dando and Mitch. I'm Michael. I'm 20 years old from a town called Roscommon in the west of Ireland. Firstly, I want to apologize for not having a cool name like Diego Toro. Diego! Brackets. What a cool fucking name. <laughs> oh, no. How good is that name? But I thought you might like to know that my boss's mother's name is actually Maggie Simpson. That is cool, isn't that it? That is cool. I hope she just get like communicates purely with... <laughs> uh, so anyway, I really love the podcast. I came across a YouTube videos. So you can check them out on our podcast. Uh, Website or, website or a Facebook page. Or just on, go to YouTube, type Four Finger Discount. They'll come up there. Came across your YouTube videos on Monday morning and then checked out the podcast straight after and loved it. It's now Wednesday evening and I finished the latest episode. So does that mean he's listened to them all? I think he has. I That's think incredible if he's he has. popped out to like the potato fields, <laughs> just or got himself laced up on, on starch yeah. and has just gone straight through for a good 36 hours. How can people... It, Still, to this day, people sit there and listen to us talk for an hour. I know. What the hell is going it's on? Amazing. If, if I talk I love it, but... to my wife for 20 minutes about something, uh, she's checking out. Like after she's after bored 30 by seconds, that. the phone's out. It's Candy Crush. Exactly. <laughs> um, uh, and yet, she'll listen to this, which is... Anyway. Um, I've been re-watching the episodes along with you, and bring, it's bringing back... So- is it even fit time to re-watch the episodes in? <laughs> Uh, and bring you back so many memories. You guys are so funny and I love the detail you get into and how much you research and know about the show. Oh, he has a question for us. Um, mm-hmm. What is your favourite catchphrase from the show? He doesn't think we've discussed that yet. So his has to be, Hi, I'm Troy McClure. Because I it's so simple. Mine. And yet you know that whatever he says next will be hilarious. Yep. I uh, really can't emphasise enough how much I love the podcast. So glad I found it and I'll be telling all my mates. Cannot wait to hear the review of Bart the Daredevil next. That episode is priceless. Well, you've just heard it, Michael. Hope you enjoyed. Thank you very much for the message, mate. Really, really appreciate it. Are we going to answer that question now? Off the top of our heads? Yeah, okay. So, I always hate doing favourite right. catchphrase. You can't, it's hard to go past ha-ha, isn't it? From Nelson. Yeah. yeah. Um, hi, everybody! I was... Fucking, that was the second one I was going to say because <laughs> because it's just, no matter what the situation is, he'll still say it and everyone will just respond the same way. Exactly. They could be dying. They're like, hi, Dr. Nick. And you will get that response anywhere, no matter where you are. If you walk into a room and say, hi, everyone. Yeah. You yeah. will get at least one person to go, hi, Dr. Nick. Yeah. They were my two. Yeah. Um, you stole it. I've stole, well, he stole one. Yeah. I just said it. And then I've stolen the second one. I apologize. So anyway, so what was the next question? Is any more shout outs or is it time for more mail? No, we're just going to move through... Questions now. Okay, mailbag questions. What have we got? Uh, Dan Thompson. Oh, mm-hmm. I don't know. That one's not Simpsons related, so I'm going to move on. Already. Uh, we'll come back to you, Dan. Yep. No, I'm not. I haven't forgotten about you. Hamish Moore mm-hmm. has written in, though, and he would like to know, on more of the negative side of things, is there anything in particular that annoys us? Or in his words, is there anything that has given us the shits about Simpsons episodes? I was say about Simpsons or so, just given us the shits? <laughs> no, about the Simpsons. <laughs> that so, tuna right the other day. Oh. Uh, what was the example that he had? I think I remember reading this. Wasn't it when the kids were get told they're going to go itchy and scratchy land and they look at... I remember the There's spot. There's this really long pause. Of like happiness, of, where they say nothing. Yeah, it just feels out of place. Yeah. yeah. I asked you this and you, you looked at me and went, Yep, I've got it. Like, you just instantly went to something. So, I'm Now, I'm this isn't from an episode. This is from the movie. And it Ooh. fucking frustrates me every time because it's just it's such a stupid joke that did not need to be in there. Yeah. And whenever I'm watching it, I remember watching it with my mum and my mum just went, oh, that's just stupid. And when my mum says that, I was like, oh, she, I've lost it forever. She's never going to like The Simpsons. Yeah. Anyway, it's when Homer falls she off the couch. She banned you from watching it again. <laughs> I'm a grown man, mother. <laughs> so... On the Simpsons movie, Homer falls off the couch next to Spider Pig, and he goes, "Maybe we should kiss just oh. to break the tension." What? Yeah, look, who we, wrote that? We mentioned thought that. it was funny, then pitched it, and then who heard that pitch and gone? You know what? That's funny. And let's, who? Let's and then who in. was editing it? And, and then who? And didn't oh. go, guys? What the fuck's that doing in here? How did that get through? Yeah, maybe we should kiss just to break. The, oh, 
Seriously. Anyway, what's yeah. yours? Well, mine is going back to the older episodes. I don't think they've used it for a long time, but um, whenever a character was having some sort of mental crisis and they would have that floating head thing going around them on loop of just three characters, three or four characters all saying the same thing, and the one is that like, uh, yeah. you know, hello, Joe. Yeah. Because it always felt like it was just padding to make up time for an episode to me. Like, they repeated it far too often. They were very rarely funny and it didn't it just it never served the purpose it was it was always gilding the lily and just yeah that that always used to really shit me in an episode i'd i'd want to fast forward those moments yeah uh, anyway, so yeah, there you go, Hamish. There's there's some things that annoy us. Yes. Next um, question. Next question comes from Jordan Wright, and okay. he would like to know what is our favourite episode that focuses on a non-family member. Okay. Okay. So you know, I was having a really good look through, and it was hard for me to narrow this down. To be honest, like whenever someone says what's your favourite episode, it's it's tough. But I am going with like Father Like Clown. Yep. Yeah. Um, directed by Brad Bird. So. You, a, you know that there's quality there. Just nice, really touching story. It's one of the few ones where you get to see a side of Krusty that you don't normally get to see. Uh, hilarious in parts as well. Like, they really take the piss out of the Jewish faith and and kind of the tendencies that rabbis have to waffle on and all that sort of thing. Yeah. And there's that great, I have no son. Oh, we came all this way. It's the wrong guy. <laughs> I didn't mean that literally. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I really like that episode. Mine isn't so much quality of the episode, it's just what it reminds me of. Okay. And I remember watching this with my sister, and the episode is Who Shot Mr. Burns? Okay. When that aired originally in Australia, it's probably a year behind compared to America, but I remember sitting there with my sister with a notepad, trying to, writing down clues, us trying trying to to guess who it was by the end of the episode. Like it's a game of Cluedo. Yeah, like (laughs) we we generally had a competition going to see who, and we were so excited. We both thought it was going to be Smithers. Yeah. And I remember we were so disappointed. (laughs) <laughs> when they announced yeah. it was making sense, we're like, we're so upset, we're so worked up because we were so excited for so long to find out who shot Mr. Burns and it was the baby. By accident. Yeah. <laughs> it was a little bit of deus ex machina. Of what? <laughs> I can never... Well, it's Latin, but... Um, <laughs> like, what de- is, de- you're trying to say Dallas? No, no, no. Deus ex <laughs> uh, machina. Machina. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, where like the, the ending of something or like the, the resolution of a story doesn't really come from in within itself. It's more of like an external force that comes about it. So all of that work they'd done about setting up all of the motivations of everybody nothing. and it comes down to the gun just fell out of his pocket. Anyway, so that's my answer to that question. Uh, all right, now final question. And this one is entirely... Oh, no, I can chime in a little bit. But this one is very much dedicated yeah. to you. Uh, and I mentioned that we we're going to come back this, to this before. So, Dan Thompson um, is wrestling also a wrestling man. fan. Yep. Su- surprising amount of crossover between Simpsons fans and wrestling fans. He would like to know uh, who was our favourite wrestler. And growing up in the 90s, in Australia in particular, what was more accessible between WCW or what was then WWF, now WWE? WWF by a long shot. Yep. On television, certainly. Yeah. Although yeah. video games, kind of, there, there were... WCW had a fair bit of cut-through, because Nintendo had, like, WCW Nitro. Um, 64, w, NWO WCW versus Revenge. ECW, I think, might have come... Yeah, NWO Revenge, The best definitely. fucking wrestling game of all time. With Sting? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Had everyone, man. Had the best, like, character list of all time. Yeah. But, um, well, my first memory of wrestling, my sister and I were flicking through Channel 10, this wrestling came on, and it was the Survivor Series 1998 airing in, like, March of 99. Like, we were so far behind with pay-per-views. But believe it or not, pay-per-views used to air for free on Channel 10. Well, of- once they were that far out of date. Yeah. yeah. But back-, back then, wrestling wasn't that... The only way to keep up to date was we had a show called WWF Superstars that would do like a recap and it only go for an hour. We didn't get the full episode. And then it started airing on Foxtel, the Raw and SmackDown, those kind of things. Yep. And then it started getting bigger and bigger and bigger. But WCW only aired on Foxtel, I believe. But I never really watched WCW as a kid. It was always WWF for me. But what was what was the question? Who was my favorite wrestler? Who's your favorite? Yeah. My favorite was always Kane. I think yep. it was because when you were a kid, he was the most superhero-esque. He was a terrifying mother. Like... I genuinely thought he'd come from another planet, Kane. He, he, like, he, was, he was like, I knew it wasn't real, but you believed, you know? Yeah. And he, he had like shoot a fire and he was wore the mask and it was, he was the closest thing to a real life superhero I'd ever seen. He was like a Michael Myers from yeah. Halloween thing. Like you could 
But he was you could real. easily see Donald Pleasance firing six shots from a revolver yeah. into him and him just getting up and walking yeah. off. He was just, he was so scary. It was so memorable, you know? It was yeah. the fire, the mask. It was just everything about Kane. I loved I Kane. Know, like when Kane would go up against Undertaker and it was just was madness. Yeah. It just, it was, yeah. Um, for me, Stone Cold. I, I yeah. could never go past Stone Cold Steve Austin. I just loved the attitude. He was just funny as hell and... You know, stuck it to the man. Drinking beer, up, fingers. Drinking beers, just doing Driving the fucking cars through and monster trucks and everything. Flipping people off forklifts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Hagler was wrestling like 20 years ago. Yeah, well, look, 15 I'm years sure ago. kids today love wrestling now as well with your John Cena's and that sort of stuff. Yeah, moving along swiftly. Uh, <laughs> look, I haven't watched wrestling for a really, really, really yeah, long time. There's a reason time, you shouldn't I be. certainly enjoyed it a lot when I was a kid. Yeah, so that's our mailbag for this week. Thanks to everyone that sent in some questions. Remember, if you want to send us a question... Email the Facebook page, or not email, message the Facebook page. It's the best way to get in contact with us. You can email us a four-finger discount at Outlook, but eh. <laughs> Just message I'll the be, page. I don't have that on my phone, so I'm not looking at that as often. We want to drive traffic to the page. So four, yeah. uh, facebook.com slash four-finger discount. Send us a message, and we will get around to answering it ASAP. Maybe we need to start answering more questions per episode to get through them all, because some people have asked questions like six weeks ago, and we still haven't got to it. Uh, yeah, true, and I do apologize to all you guys. <laughs> but look, it's going... It's a lucky dip. We reach into the mailbag. Whatever comes out, we answer. It does. As much as I want to be able to answer everyone's question every time, it does feel nice to be starting to get to a point of like, hey, the show's big enough now that I've got a fair bit coming through that I can't do every week. Do you know that it was only like four or five episodes ago, I think it was about four, where we said something on the lines of, once we hit a thousand likes, we're stopping. We've hit our peak. Yeah, well... We're now over 3,000. through. <laughs> um, the last week and a half, man, has been huge. And all you motherfuckers better be listening to this. <laughs> I don't want no, like, phantom likers. No. I want all in- dedicated fans. No t-shirts for some hangers-on. No. <laughs> You've got to be got to be committed. You ain't giving them for no Christmas presents. You're keeping them and you're wearing them. Exactly. T-shirts. Anyway, so thanks for listening to our review of Bart the Dead Devil. We'd love to hear what you guys think about the episode as well. So message the page and tell us what you think, not just about the episode of The Simpsons, but about the episode of the podcast. We really do like to hear your guys, uh, your views and your comments on the show. And the praise and love and adoration. And that we're wrong. I wonder what we got wrong this episode without knowing. <laughs> There'd be something. There's something, always something. There's always something we get wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, Should I edit it out this time? Just to screw with them. <laughs> We're perfect, goddammit. They'll never know. They will never know, no. Uh, thanks to our official sponsors, The Simpsons Best Moments Facebook page and NoHomers.net. Why should people go to our sponsors, Mitch? What's NoHomers.net? NoHomers.net. They are one of... No, not one of. They are the OG online Simpsons-based forum. You want to hang out with like-minded people. You want to chat about the nerdy sorts of stuff that we're chatting about on a daily basis. Check out NoHomers.net. Get involved in the forums. Obsessive. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, Simpsons Best Moments on Facebook. Facebook.com forward forward slash... Or forward flash. Whatever you want to do. Forward flash. (laughs) Forward slash... That's what we got wrong. Simpsons Best Moments. (laughs) They're posting videos and photos all the time. They're almost putting up more hours worth of Simpsons content in a day than they're are hours in a day. Yeah. They're also kind enough to share the shit out of all of our stuff. So you want to see us crapping on about what we like the most, that's the place to go check it out. Then go check out torrentthis.tv. We've got a bunch more sponsors on there. They're yes. not podcast sponsors, but they are website sponsors and they appreciate your business they as pay much us as to we be do. Here. Exactly right. So please check it all out. I don't want to bang on too much. I don't want to sell too hard. But the more you guys come through that sort of stuff, the more money they give us, the more money you give them. It's, it's the a more circle fr- of life. <laughs> I don't know the words. <laughs> Let's end this. Shh.